We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everybody, welcome to the golf gaming, or gaming golf, let's the gaming golf podcast yeah this is off to a flying start here guys the byron nelson preview this week new course new golfers uh some some golfers that we haven't seen in a while joining us here uh including masters champion nadeki masayama uh jordan speed brooks kepka a lot of big names kind of returning for the first time in a long time should be an interesting tournament a week before the pga yeah i think so uh it's hard to really get get a grasp of what this is going to be you know the the new golf course kind of throws you off and then like you said there's quite a few names uh of interest that are resurfacing uh for the first time in a bit so um it it feels like just sort of a weird week to try to preview like almost everything i think about when i'm looking at this field and looking at this week it's like i find myself also just thinking about the context of next week and the pga championship at the same time um, but, uh, I don't know. Conditions are ripe, you know, for betting. I think it's a fun opportunity because with unpredictability, I think comes the chance for, uh, for surprise. And so I think that's one thing to look out for this week is, is going under the radar. So that's where I, that's where I found my, my mind drifting to as I, as I tried to dig through this is just be ready for, uh, a surprise this week, I think. Yeah, I found it a, a fascinating DraftKings week as we'll get into the prices because you have like the – usually in a field like this, you're like, oh, there's a couple of guys, but you have some super elites in this field. Then you have some second-tier guys, and then it just drops off in a massive way. Like the – we'll talk about it, but like the 8,000s in there are players you never see that high. Usually guys are in low sevens. Like there was just – there's just this huge void in the middle, and they, they have to move up guys in the price range somewhere. So it's just – there's a huge void in the middle. you got some elites. you got some good players, and it drops off to just a, a huge pack of guys. Getting six out of six this week is going to be really hard. you got got 100. 156 guys in the field you have a lot you're gonna have to play guys in the low sevens and the mid sevens uh, if you get six out of six through this week i think it's gonna be like a four to five percent kind of week you're gonna do really really well in dfs 
I have, I have yeah. one unrelated question just about regarding sponsorships. They're not a sponsorship of the podcast, but I'm going to be drinking a Canada dry ginger ale during the show. I had a little Kung Pao chicken for lunch, and I just didn't know <laughs> I can get through this show without uh, some sort of drink. So Canada dry, not a sponsor, not a sponsor, but I'm just going to, I'm going to need to go to this a few times here and there during the next half hour. I like it. I like it. Keep working on, Hey, Canada dry too bad. Well, we're not refreshing, very refreshing, not being paid to say that refreshing right. drink after lunch, enjoying it. Not All a right. sponsor. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, we're, we're, we're hustling every bit. If we can. Okay. Let's it's look too, at it's too bad. Corey Connors is not playing this week. He'd be an easy pick for you then with the Canada yeah. connection. That's yeah. true. Picked him enough this year already. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. And you can't, and, and no answer. There, there's no answer key this week. So uh, what are we going to do about that? It was, it was close last week though. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I'm just saying we don't have that as an option. Yeah. Uh, un alas, unfortunately. Okay. So let's start off though. The, the, I think the big thing is that it's, we got a brand new course this year. Uh, it, it's not brand new to like the world, but brand new to the tour TPC Craig ranch. Uh, what do we expect out of this golf course? Well, I think uh, the the cynic in me, just thinking about how the PGA works, I think we can expect shorter commute times to the nice hotels, which I think is one of the reasons why uh, we're out of Trinity Forest and closer to uh, civilization uh, with this move. But I don't know. I think for me, just reading about it, I don't I don't know much about the course. We've been like like a lot of us, just trying to read as much as I can. I've never seen it. Uh, it, to me, it's shaping up to be almost like a, a stock par 72, drivable par fives. Uh, greens are not particularly large. They're not particularly fast. So, you know, I, I guess I lean, I started looking for ball striking as opposed to putting. That was one way. Right. And, then, and then, you know, going down the list, just looking for guys that are on form or, or to just need something this week. So. Yeah, I watched a I watched a YouTube video of like a flyover of the uh, of the course just to kind of get a feel, and uh, it looks like there's a there's a creek that kind of crosses in and out of the course over uh, most of the holes, so there could be some water in play. But I think stock seventy two is a pretty good way to put it. These par fives look uh, looks fairly scorable. Um, I think we're probably looking at like a well, like a minus sixteen to minus twenty somewhere in there is is the winning score. It looks like a lot of wide fairways, but um, some distance on it seventy almost seventy five hundred yards, so a pretty long course. But I think uh, you know if you cop some other TPC Tom Weisskopf courses, you'll probably get uh, it's a pretty good idea of uh, what you're going to get this week. Okay, uh, well, let's jump right into the player pool then. Uh, for oh, oh, one other note, unlike last week, weather should not be an option. Uh, it should not be a big issue. Last week, obviously, uh, at the Wells Fargo. If you did the late Thursday, early Friday uh, set of tee times, you had a huge advantage in terms yeah. of making the cut. Yeah, that was almost like a British Open style cut, right? It was really like morning wave, afternoon wave. Uh, that was that was something. So to, to, uh, the, to the point that Bryson flew home because he thought he had missed the cut until everything turned around. That was that was pretty wild that he had to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Good to have that wherewithal to just be able to. Oh, I'll just pop. Yeah, turn it around. No problem. But uh, here we go. Okay, let's look at the player pool. Uh, Bryson is one of the big names in the pool. He's the most expensive golfer now that uh, DJ has uh, pulled out with a knee injury. Third withdrawal this season for uh, Dustin Johnson. This time, at least, we have a reason. Uh, but uh, DeChambeau, John Rahm are the two guys in the 11,000s. With this stratified lack of a middle uh, tournament roster, all right, would you pay up for one of these two guys? Scott, we'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, I think for sure. I mean, it's a matter of who you want to pay up with. I think almost uh, almost every team is going to start with Bryson Rom or Jordan Spieth at you know 10, 7, 11, 11, 2. Just a matter of which one you want to go with. I think that 
that kind of makes it interesting if you wanted to drop down a little bit. I think Daniel Berger is super interesting to me. Him and him and Deki, Hideki Maxiyama at 10-3 and Berger at 10-1 might get forgotten a little bit. You've got this top group of elites that everybody's going to want to play one of them. You drop down, you have you have Will Z, you have Fitzpatrick, you have Scheffler. I think that uh, I think is it from a kind of a, a game theory DFS perspective that the the Berger Matsuyama guys will be really interesting. If I had to go one at the top, I think I'm probably going back to Rom. Um, I just worry a little bit about Bryson's irons right now. His approach was really rough last week, but he putted really, really well. That's how he kind of got back into the tournament, uh, gained a ton of strokes putting. I know Rom missed the cup. It was a bad Thursday. He played pretty well on Friday. Kind of was bad around the greens and putting on Thursday. But, uh, you know, I think we, we talked about a bunch him a bunch last week, how good the stretch has been for the last year or a year and a half. Uh, if I'm going at the top, I'm going Rom definitely over Spieth and probably a little bit over Bryson. See, I, it's funny to just like shy away from Rom one week after we touted his incredible consistency and in his run of top tens, you know, this year. But I find myself going, I lean Bryson uh, over Rom, and and I just I feel like this is now the time for Bryson. The fact that he flies, just ridiculous. He's he's also like not only is he the king of the long drive on tour, he's the king of content in the media world. Everything he just can't help himself from doing something that creates interesting stories for us in media. But I don't know. I just, I felt like that backdoor top 10, there's some things come together. And if Bryson is putting well or well enough, and he gets on a golf course where link becomes once again, an advantage. And I just, what I'm reading is we've got five, four par fives that are all reachable in two. So, you know, those are four eagle opportunities per round for Bryson. I don't know. I, I actually, I, I picked, I circled him as my number one favorite this week, even even over Rom. And then I, I bumped down to Scheffler as my second choice. I just, what is it about Texas? We all do it, right? We just think, oh, it's Texas. It's windier. You just kind of lean Texans in Texas. But uh, there is a track record there. It certainly has worked with Spieth over the years. So I found myself starting my teams, Bryson, Scheffler, and then, into that kind of uh, unearthing hidden gems uh, area of the pool. Sure. Uh, you know, I'll say this, uh, by the way, we're kind of burying the lead on Spieth a little bit. Uh, and that is he, he had COVID. Uh, and, you know, he took this whole time off since the Masters in part because he was recovering from it. Uh, it wasn't awful for him. He said one or two bit days was pretty bad. Uh, and then after that, it was uh, just annoying was the quote. Uh, but he's been off this whole time. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I would have thought he would have gotten his Pfizer vaccine uh, without. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, I actually, I actually didn't read that yet. Did that just come out today? I didn't see. Uh, I can't. Yeah, it did. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I saw that on Twitter. So therefore, it must be true. Uh, but uh, you know, you know, there's like three or four. Uh, tech, uh, I, I, and I, I should give credit to the writer that was tweeting it out. But uh, it, that was that was kind of a big deal there, and that's why. But he was missing because he had such momentum. You know, you, you don't you would think that he wouldn't want to take that time off, but he did. Yeah, the the PGA Tour tweeted out his press conference. He definitely he definitely talked about uh, having the COVID there. But um, for me, it's just a price thing. I just think that uh, he's playing exceptionally well, but off the layoff, off the COVID. Um, if I'm going up just a few bucks, I'm going Rom. I'm going Rom and Bryson this week over him. Right. One question. In addition to Canada Dry as the unofficial sponsor, is there like a Craftsman Power Tools sponsorship <laughs> out there for us right now? Well, is that that, is, that we, is not my fault, just so we're clear. 
If we are in, if the tournament are in Houston, we could make some sort of joke about signaling who I should be picking and all that. No, I just haven't worked done in the house and okay. uh, just uh, playing through. It's a, it's uh, a good but, like, buzzsaw sound effect, though. It's like, well, yeah, we're getting floors put in, so uh, or right. you know, the laminate put in over the floors, as the case may be. But, um, anyways, uh, let's move on. Uh, we haven't talked to Decky yet. I mean, he, he's this is his first tournament since winning the Masters. Uh, Ten three on DraftKings. Uh, probably not the greatest odds you're going to get for betting him. Are you interested in him? It's tough for me. I, I love Hideki, but off this layoff, I think I just go to, I go down a couple hundred bucks to Burger. I really like Burger this week. Uh, played really mm -hmm. well his last tournament, RBC Heritage. Gained uh, six strokes, T to green, five and a half on approach. I just think that uh, it's a good spot for Burger, both in betting and DFS, because I think he's going to get a little overlooked in DFS. You give him a nice percentage. I kind of like the... I kind of like the theory of going with Berger and one of the guys in the nines, kind of like Jeff was saying with uh, with with Bryson and, and uh, one of the guys in the nines. I think you go Berger, one of the guys in the nines, you may be able to get someone else a little bit higher sevens in there before you get down to the to the dart throwing. So uh, I uh, I always like Hideki, but I prefer Berger this week if we're going head to head in those in the same salary. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I just, for me, it's an auto auto fade for the first event back for a player after winning their first major. And Hideki, especially, I mean, not to take nothing away of his talent or desire to win this week, but I mean, he went on a world tour. It was just a seismic, you know, deal in his home country. His life is different now, and so uh, I just think this is this is sort of like a return to normalcy event. And I just, you know, it, could he just keep the run going and top five or win this thing? It wouldn't be shocking, but for me. Uh, more often than not, I think that that's just like the biggest moment of someone's life, the first event back, things are a bit off. And so I would save the decky and find someone else in that price range this week. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I, I can see the logic behind that there. Uh, okay, let's move on um, as best one can here uh, and talk about some of the guys in the nines that were, if, we're, if you're going to go burger and a guy in the nines uh, you know jeff you mentioned scheffler is your guy scott who's your guy in the nines 
It's funny because we got this we got this field and like nine four is kind of the spot where I really feel it drops off. I mean, I like Sam Burns. He won four a couple weeks ago, but playing paying nine three for Sam Burns is not what I'm gonna do. I'm you know, Leishman's nine two hundred. I think Ryan Palmer's gonna be popular. He holds the course record of this course, and he is a Texas guy and he plays right. well in Texas. He's ninety one hundred. Um if you're going to get someone that high that's going to be that high percentage and it's Ryan Palmer, I'm going to fade that every time. So I'm just going to be avoid from that. If I if I lose to the chalk on that one, I'm okay losing there. But uh, I like Scheffler. Um, I like Matthew Fitzpatrick playing really well. If you take this field over the last uh, 50 rounds, he he's number uh, number one in shot gains uh, in, in, uh, in putting, so he's really putting the ball well. Striking it pretty well, too. He's 18th in Tita Green. Um, Will Z is the interesting one, 9,700. Everybody loves Will Z. Um, I do too, coming off that Masters tournament. But the last couple tournaments, he's not played quite as well. So I think that's enough for me to get off him. I either go up to Berger or down to Fitz or Scheffler. I'm, I think I'm away from Will Z this week. In a week, I think he'll be popular. Yeah, Scheffler's my top pick in the 9,000s. But there, there's just one more. And I I don't know. I kind of I like the Ryan Palmer pick if he can make it work. But then there's also Stealth Texan Sergio Garcia. As uh, at least worth a mention here, who's quietly having a pretty good year. I don't know. I could see a scenario where where you could fit nine thousand as a price tag. I could see you know him fitting in a few lineups here and there, especially if you start top heavy. So don't sleep on Sergio. It's a home game for him. It is. Sort of. It is. He's he's playing all the Texas tournaments too. I love it. Uh, okay, let, and I only love it because I got him on my team this year. So uh, it, it wasn't even like I was seeking him out. All right, let's talk about the the disappearing middle class. Uh, the guys in the eight thousands here: uh, Jason Day, eighty nine; Siwoo Kim, eighty eight; Harris English, eighty seven; Thomas Peters, eighty six. People might not realize expect to see that name there. He's only played four tournaments on the tour. Lee Westwood, eighty five; Luke List, eighty four; Aaron Wise, eighty three. Was won this tournament, obviously a different course. Matt Kuchar at eighty two. Charles Schwartzel, didn't expect to see him that high at 81, but here we are. And Cameron Champ at 8,000. I'm going to throw out, you know, see Woo. I mean, it's at the higher end of this range, but I like what I've seen a lot out of him. I mean, I think he can putt with the rescue club. I mean, he's got, he's, he's versatile. You got to like him. Yeah, there's only there's only two guys in this range that I'm considering playing, and I actually like both of them a lot this week. The first is Siwoo. I'm with you on that one. Four straight made cuts, three twenty top twenty fives in that range, and a twelfth at Augusta. Struggled in February, but hitting the ball really well now. He gained Tita Green in approach last three tournaments. Uh, then the Masters in there. We don't have the you know all the shot gain metrics in there, but played really well there, obviously. And then Tomas Peters at eighty six hundred. I'm in on that. Um, I'm hoping that uh, people think he, he's overpriced. Um, he finished uh, top 15 his last two Euro events uh, in February and March, finished top 15 in both his events in the PGA Tour, but they were both alternate events. I do get that. That was uh, It was Punta Cana and Puerto Rico. But he's made the cut in 10 of, 11, 10 of his last 11 PGA events. He's a guy that I think you can get down here that can actually win this tournament, which is hard to find the rest of this range. There's nobody under 8,600 between all those names you mentioned. Nobody else I play in this range, but I do like Kim and Peters a lot this week. I'm still keeping an eye on Schwartzel. I liked him a lot more at 7,500 or 7,000, like it was a couple weeks ago when I first mentioned him. But I'm keeping an eye on him because he keeps cracking top tens. Uh, but I don't, I don't really like the 8,000 price. I think for me, like you guys said, Siwoo for all the reasons that you just mentioned would be the one guy I'd look at. Otherwise, I just found myself. I had more fun just kind of picking off the bottom of the board this week and trying to figure out how to go full in on stars and scrubs. Yeah, finding, uh, finding those 7,000s is going to be absolute gold this week. You're gonna try and, you have to get guys through the cut. You want to play these top guys. I, I think the 7,000s is where the money is going to be made this week in defense. Right. I, I agree. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I'll be remiss, and I was remiss in not mentioning Keith Mitchell. Finished tied third yesterday, uh, last week, was uh, the leader going into Sunday. Drained a big putt on 18 to keep that tie for third. 
Uh, any any thought on him going forward? Is he just kind of this lightning in the bottle guy, or is, is there something we can build off of here? He he played out of his mind last week. I mean, look at his shot gain stuff. It was off the, off the charts. But then the week before, he just putted so badly at Valspar. But he's hitting the ball well. Um, yeah, I think if you want to if you want to sneak him in, he's he's hitting it really well right now. It's just a matter of if he if he puts pretty well, he'll he'll make the cut. If he doesn't, he'll be long gone. But he's strictly a you know if he's hot with a putter guy for me. I, I've just started to like aid my own fantasy team on this show. Uh, usually it's worked out, although last, this past week it it was like couldn't have gone more the other way. Rory, Hovland, and Mitchell are all members of my squad, my usually underperforming squad. So. I don't know. I mean, I took Mitchell on my team because he's had a little success on tour. I believe he's a winner. I, I think he he is because I had him. Palmer, right? He won. He won for me uh, the last time I won this league. Actually, two years uh, ago, right? Is a winner. He won the he won the Honda in 2019. Yeah, that was that was nice. I was thinking uh, like Arnold Palmer, but that's right. It was Honda. So so I was gonna say sort of like for guys just on their way up. Sometimes it's that first taste of like the lead on Sunday can throw you off the next event. But Mitchell's been there before, so. That's a good call to keep an eye on him again this week because that's still a low price for a guy that, uh, you know, he, he was right there at a big-time tournament with a great field. So um, he might be worth a look again. Let's uh, let's look at the, the 7,000 range. It's a huge range, by the way, too. There's a lot of guys in the 7,000. That happens when you don't have that many $8,000 guys, and these are guys that are getting pushed up, too, for that matter. Um, let's, go, let's break it in half. Let's go 7,500 to 7,900 first. Starting at the at the top, Taylor Gooch seventy nine, Alex Noren seventy nine, Ortiz Howell at seventy eight, Knox Ricky at seventy seven. Wow, that, those are how the mighty are falling. Uh, Munoz Uline Rosner uh, at seventy six, Gim Viegas and Stallings at seventy five. What jumps off the page to you guys? I like I like Gim. Uh, I just pulling up some stats. I just thought there's a guy that's held back by his putter usually. Uh, ball striking is pretty good. Seen him flash, you know, on leaderboards here and there. And you just, I don't know, when you get down to 7,000, it's sort of like, just give me a reason, you know, <laughs> and we'll see if we're right. And yeah, he's quietly starting to put something together. And I, I just think his weakness uh, will be mitigated this week by the fact that no one's putted these greens. So I, I, I just, for, for me, he was one that I circled. And I also circled Gooch as another guy who's just quietly plugging along, making cuts, making a little noise. And at 7,900, maybe it's his time. I, this feels like a week. I, I will say this feels like a week where we're going to get a first-time tour winner, uh, as much as any any that we've had, you know, in the time of our podcast. This to me feels like look out for you know an off-the-board pick. I I fully agree with you on a game, except for the part where you said quietly. I think he's going to be insanely high percentage this week. I think he sticks out in this range to a huge game. People in DS, DFS love Gim as it is. If you look at this field, I mean, he's priced out 7,500, so that's, you know, way down the field. But in this field, last 36 rounds, he's 11th tee to green, he's ninth in ball striking, and he's third in approach. Like, he is an elite ball striker among this field. It's just the fact that he has lost uh, he's lost strokes putting the last six weeks. He's a horrible putter. Um, really strong everywhere else. Um, you know, he gained stroke and approach 10 weeks in a row. Pretty crazy stretch there. It just comes down to the fact where, you know, you're 7,500. Do you want to pay the chalk here on a guy that, you know, may putt himself out of this tournament? Or do you want to hope that he putts average and he has a chance to be a top 10 guy? So it's uh, it's always tough in this range when you get someone that's really, really popular. Do you eat that chalk? Do you try and find a pivot away from him? Um, if you're going to pivot in this range, I like Taylor Gooch. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on with there, Jeff. He was uh, he finished well last week at Wells Fargo. He's made five to six cuts. 
I also think Charles Howell's a third at 7,800 is kind of interesting. He's made five of six cuts, gained strokes off the tee in six straight around the green, five straight. So he's hitting the ball well. Um, if you're trying to get away from Gim, I think that uh, I think CH3 works well. Peter Uline's made five straight cuts, but uh, just a matter of kind of game theory and how you want to build your lineup. If you do have Gim, I think maybe you go a little bit different at the top to try and be a little different there. So are you going to build away from Gim? I'll probably mix it up in lineups. Where I go, where I go, Bryson or Rom, I think I'll go away from Gim. But if I go a uh, if I go a Burger as my top guy and I'm a little less higher percentage at the top, then I'm a little more comfortable going with Gim in the middle. You know, you know, you don't have to be different everywhere. You just have to be different somewhere, and that's a, it's a good way to look at it. Okay, okay. Let's move on to the second half of the seven thousands because I mean we're we're gonna need to get some guys there and even lower perhaps. Uh, Van Royen, uh, Moore, Snedeker, Ben Martin are all at seventy four. Desire, Straka, Perez, Redmond at 73, Hoagie, Vegas, uh, Vegas, uh, CT Pan, Martin Laird, Catlin, who's won three times in the European Tour but hasn't been played over here, all at 72. Uh, and then Han, Shank, Piercy, Wesley Bryan, Patrick Rogers, all at 71. Wyndham Clark, we mentioned him last week. Higgs, Lewis, Chapel, uh, Power. Uh, Vincent Whaley, good call last week, Scott, on him. He made the cut. Actually, that was, was nice at 6,400. That was nice. Yeah, those, that was a nice guy. They're all at 7,000 this week. Are you going to go back to the well on Whaley? Who else are you looking at this week? I have uh, I have three guys I really like in this range. Uh, the first is Johnny Vegas at 7,200. Yeah. Uh, he was he was really good off the tee last week, struggled around the green. Hopefully he can fix that a little bit. Um, he's lost strokes putting the last three tournaments, but he's made seven of eight cuts. And like I said, I'm looking for guys who make cuts down here. Um, in this field, he's 17th in ball striking. He's seventh off the tee. So some really good uh, ball striking metrics. You compare him to the rest of the field over the last 36 rounds. Snedeker's interesting. He's what he's finished uh, sixth, 42nd, and 11th the last three weeks. Uh, he's hitting it, uh, hitting was hitting it well. Then last week it was kind of back to the typical Brent Snedeker all putting. And then I, I like Wyndham Clark again. Uh, Seven thousand made three cuts in a row. Uh, hit the ball really well. He was good around the greens last week. He struggled in Florida, and he played, but he played really well in January and February. So I'm hoping maybe the Florida swing, uh, which is not his uh, cup of tea, and he's back this week. So if I'm going seven thousand. I'm probably going him over Whaley. All those Whaley's now made seven straight cuts. So if you want to make a cut, uh, he's been good at that. Jeff, what say you? He's a buzzsaw, you might say. <laughs> Craftsman. Not a sponsor. Very cutting the joke there. Not a sponsor of the show. Way uh, to pound that one home. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I, had I had flagged uh, Wyndham Clark. Uh, Scott, you mentioned it. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, but – uh, he would be a, he would be a guy of interest to me. I also circled Patrick Rogers as another guy. He's been a bit hit or miss, uh, but down in this range, uh, I, I think he's hit a bit lately in terms of making cuts. Just a guy I've been kind of watch. I've had him on my fantasy teams here and there over the years, waiting for this guy to break out. Uh, maybe it's this week, but I like Wyndham Clark a lot from from that range of players. Okay, and let's dip into the six thousands. I'm not going to read off the names. You guys just tell me what you've dug up. The 6,000s are tough this week. There's not a lot of names I dug up, and I realized that I was going to have to play guys in the 7s. But the one guy who kind of jumped out to me a little bit, if you're looking for kind of a, a recent form guy and a little bit of spark, is, uh, is Hank Lebiota. He was uh, he was 13th at Valspar and 51st last week at Wells Fargo. But you look at last week, 
Gained 6.9 shots, tee to green, 6.2 on approach. Hit the ball really well, just putted terribly. He, he lost five, uh, 5.2 shots uh, on the green, but putted well the week before in Valspar. He's a guy to me that's just hitting the ball well, and you're you're reaching for anything in this range, and he was the one guy at 6,900, the guy that uh, I think I'm going to have a couple teams just based on form the last couple weeks. And You're kind of looking for anything down here, and, and that was enough for me. Yeah, I looked. Uh, I mean, Sung Kang is your defending champion at this event. Different course, two you know, two years ago, but it's still I, Sung Kang. I circled Satoshi Kodera. Circled him as someone who's playing pretty well recently. And then I, I don't know. I thought if you're just looking for guys who could make the cut and it'd be fun to root for, I, I flagged a couple of the Walker Cup guys from last week. Cole Hammer was glad though clips the winning point for the team, so he's riding high into this. Fits event. well in today's theme too. So there you go. Uh, yes, it's <laughs> are, are all are all of them over the stomach flu yet? I don't know. Well, the other one, uh, Strafacci, the USAM winner from a couple of years ago, he I, he was hospitalized, so he's in the field. So I uh, I circled him too. Maybe it's a redemption week, but I don't know. Walker Cup guys, you know, they're they're they have the energy of a win, and you know, they got some friends around them at, out there this week. Why not Why not make a cut and see where it goes from there? So I, I circled both of those two names down in the lower end. All right, very good. Um, how how about uh, on the betting side of things here? Where is their value? What's the fade this week? Uh, Jeff, we'll start with you, then we'll go to Scott. Well, I think to me the top is so top heavy. You know, when there's no middle, it's tempting to still take a couple a couple shots at the top. You just feel even better about it. So I I mean I I've already mentioned Bryson. It, I see him nine to one on golf odds. I'm in. I'm. I'm still. I would still do that. Those are extremely low odds for a golf tournament, but just speaks to how there just there is no middle to help kind of suck some of that money out down the board. Um, Jeffler twenty to one is interesting. Gooch sixty to one is interesting, and I and I would probably say, uh, I mean, it's all. It's really all the guys I've talked about before. I, I don't really see anything. I guess on the board in terms of odds that feels um, that doesn't sort of fit the picks that I was looking at and, and DraftKings. So those are the first names I'd look at. Yeah, the, the betting card was close last week. We had uh, we had Hovland, we had uh, Wallace. They both finished top six. So yeah. we didn't, didn't have Roy, but we were really close to hitting another one. Uh, yeah, Jeff mentioned the top of the board. There's three guys that are 12 to one or under, which is, it's really tough. I think I'm going to stay away from the top. As much as those guys, any of those guys could run away with this. I'm going to stay away. Uh, my betting card is going to look like, I'm going to start with Daniel Berger at 17 to one. I think you get a little bit of a break from the top guys, but the game is almost as close. And I'm going to drop down a little bit to the middle range. I'm definitely going to go uh, bet Siwoo Kim at 45 to one. I really like that price. When you compare that to his DraftKings price, it's it's way off. And then Thomas Peters, 70 to one. He's like he said, he's 8600 DraftKings. I think he's playing. Uh, he's got the game to actually win a tournament. Um, so I'm going to go there. And then a couple bucks on uh, a couple of long shots. Taylor Gooch, I actually have an 80 to one. Jeff mentioned him at 60 to one. He's 81 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And then a, a couple bucks late on Johnny Vegas, 125 to one. Uh, maybe trying to hit uh, hit something there. But uh, my, my my favorite plays are Burger, Kim, and Peters, um, 17, 45, and 70 to one. I think there's those are really good odds on the, especially the especially Kim and Peters. Excellent. Um, I'm scribbling those names names down now. I like it. Um, I, I want to close uh, with. Uh, Talking a little Rory real quick. We barely mentioned him. And, you know, last week, you know, he, he won. We, he wasn't on our card. Uh, but it, I, I think there's a concept here. What could go right? You know, this is a guy that's been a stud before. What could possibly go right? Is there someone in the field like him that's been struggling? We've seen it with Spieth earlier this year. We saw on the women's tour. Uh, we, we saw it now with uh, Rory last week where he kind of 
put it all together. Maybe he took some time off. Is Kepka maybe that guy? Although he won earlier this year, so maybe that's not that not a fair count. But uh, is there someone in the field that could be that guy? It's Ricky, right? I mean, isn't he the guy that seems the most lost out it's, of this group in terms of it's like? Not, it's not Ricky. It's, but, but I mean, I mean, that would be the profile of like the guy that you've just said enough is enough. I mean, I think I, I might have almost word for word said I'm just going to be a week late on Rory at this point because it just I can't. It just seems so lost, and uh, and then all of a sudden there it is, and it was a reminder I, I think that just the elite player. Uh, no matter how lost they seem, they're not as far away as, as the, right. uh, that kind of next tier uh, of players right below them. So I don't know if you're just looking for a player profile of someone who's who's had a kind of a taste of the of the top of the game and is is just seemingly drifting. Ricky Fowler is just out at sea. I don't know if this is the week, but that's the right profile in terms of just you know. I've got one other suggestion say. for you. I, I uh, do too, but I'll I do too. But you go. Uh, what about Jason Day? That was mine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, former elite player. Uh, you know, missed the last two cuts, but we've seen that, you know, he, when he turns it on, he, he's, he can still be elite. It's been a long time since he's won and no one's talking about him. And, he, he, you know, and, and he's very affordable. And I think I prefer it to Ricky because he's actually so, shown some flashes this year. He finished seventh at uh, at Pebble, and then he played really well at the players. Like he hit the ball great at the players in in March, but he lost seven point seven shots in the green. So he's just he was a horrible putter that week, and he's usually not. Like you look at his his numbers, he's usually a pretty good putter. I think Jason Day. Uh, fits that elite player playing poorly right now, but enough flashes this year that I think he's someone that uh, that, that fits the Roy profile. I want it to be Ricky so badly, but man, he just is so lost. He is. I, I'll say this: Jason Day is likable too. Yeah. I really like Jason Day a lot as just a, a player, as someone I like to root for. Um, I mean, how much do we really know these players? Jeff probably knows them a little bit better than I do, but um, I find him very rootable. Is from my ex limited experiences with him, he's phenomenal. Just yeah. very down to earth guy. <laughs> Talk to him about anything. Just a normal dude uh, with a seemingly a pretty normal and stable life outside of golf as well. Grounded and uh, like you said, very very easy to root for. Getting it, it's not always nice when you meet some of these guys on the beat and you're you know you be, you the fans are you were pulling for them before and then you meet them and go oh okay great, you know great. It, not really like the guy, you know. Jason Day is certainly one of those. Yeah, he's one of my he's one of my four or five hair players. There was a book, and I'm going to forget it, what the name it was, but it was about uh, you know guys chasing Tiger, and they had a chapter on Jason Day, and it made me uh, made me from a kind of a fan to it to a big fan as I really like Jay Day. Let's finish with a uh, smooth finish, much like the belt sander outside my room here, and uh, uh, get get your one and dones here, uh, Scott. You first. Yeah, it's tough this week. I was trying to look at who I've taken because I would have gone Burger, but I've taken him already. So I think I dropped down a little bit. Um, I think I'm going to say Bryson's an interesting one, right? Because we get to a tournament where you like want to use your elites for the big money purses, but like his chances to win this tournament are so much higher than, than a bit than a full field tournament because there's so many less guys. But uh, I think I'm actually going to drop down to Siwoo Kim for one and done. That's if I'm looking at who I have left. Um, I think I'm going to go Siwoo as a bet and a one and done this week. I'm I'm currently in 28th place in our one and done pool out of about 40 or so entrants. So I got to make a move. So I'm going Bryson this week. I'm going to burn him. Uh, I would love to, if I could get odds in a sports book somewhere, I would love to try to bet Bryson to win back-to-back -back weeks. That would be a, a fun bet that I would like to try to explore if that's out there somewhere. It is. You uh, just uh, All you got to do is you just, you just do a parlay between the two and you can actually do it. So you probably get, to, I think he's like, 
12 to one at the PGA right now and nine to one this week. So whatever, someone with better math skills than me could put that together, but it's a, it'd be a nice payoff. That's a bet I'm interested in Jeff. Very good. Very good. I talked him up earlier. I'm going J day. I'm rooting for him here. I'm going to go narrative street and just go that route because I, out of 47 places, I think I'm 70th. So uh, I used, (laughs) I I used Rom last week. I used Patrick Reed the week before I used Bryson when he got, I think he got eliminated in match play in the first round. So I'm dead already. So might as well swing for the fences. Yeah, but the funny thing about one and done is like randomly you hit, you know, two winners in four weeks and suddenly you're not so dead anymore. It's, a, it's such a fun format that way. Yeah. Well, it's either J-Day or I'll go Burger, who I still have. So those are, those are my two choices there. So we'll see. Stay tuned. I know you'll be uh, just riveted waiting to find out what happens there. Ribbit. I want to know about the floors. I, you got to keep us posted on that project. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I'm sure I'll, I'll copious photos too. Are you, putting our... in like a, are you putting like a Boston Garden parquet floor in your living room? Because that'd be kind of cool. Uh, no, we're not. We're just uh, just lambing it on top of flooring, uh, but uh, it's okay. And it's just, the longer my wife works from home, the more stuff we have done to our house. So, uh, are you are you at least putting like a Northwestern logo somewhere on the floor too? <laughs> yeah, that would go over well. Uh, it's a Rotowire logo, of course. And oh, even better, even better. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll close with that. Thanks everybody for listening to uh, Gaming Golf, uh, our Byron Nelson preview. Uh, good luck in your tournaments. Good luck in your DraftKings lineups and. Uh, Let's bring home a winner this week. Take care. Discover speakers for all around your home and beyond at Sonos.com, including Move and the all-new Rome. This latest portable addition to the Sonos system is smart, lightweight, waterproof, and ready for any adventure. So start yours now at Sonos.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.